What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today, on episode 39 of the Dissect That Film podcast, we are jumping into another franchise. And yeah. what, what better franchise to jump into than what started Marvel's movie success? No, wasn't Iron Man. No, it wasn't Spider-Man. It was the 1998 cult classic Blade. Yeah, starring was Wesley that? Snipes. Oh no, go come on. I was gonna, I was gonna ask when was X Men? I can't remember. Two thousand. Okay, so this was the first. Yes, like, yeah. I, it's like my thoughts always X Men. Yeah. I am your host Brett Parker, and joining me as always is the wonderful DNA Gaming, consisting of Dan and Angela. Hello. Hello. How, how are we doing today? Good. We ready to talk Good. some Blade? She's got a hat on. <gasps> we all got red. Oh, I don't have a blade shirt, so I figured I'd just find another guy who uses katanas. <laughs> Fair point. I'm just wearing Krampus. I just got a black shirt on. So it's... I, 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 there's no set uniform until the dissect that film merch comes in, baby. Yes, yes. we got merch now. <laughs> the whole episode, no pants. Yes, just the sweatshirts or shirts that we had ordered and just like just constantly sweating, sweating. Too, <laughs> oh so, so what are we talking about again oh yes blade yes yes exactly that oh, thing oh my goodness we'll definitely have pants on yeah this movie was released august 21st 1998 directed by stephen norrington who literally um, really didn't do much in his career other than this movie. I think this was his highest grossing film. He did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That was his last film before Ooh. he just kind of floated it into obscurity because <laughs> we all know the, well, for people who have who has seen that movie or followed that movie, um, a lot of, just a lot of troubles. Sean, that was literally the movie that caused Sean Connery to retire from acting. Yeah. Just so I've yeah. To be honest, though, I'm going to be that outlier. I enjoyed League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I didn't think it was, was that bad. And when, I, and when people kept talking about how much it's like hated and how bad it is, I'm like, okay, it's not great, but it's not that bad. I I, I agree. It, I, I used to watch it with my grandma. Like I never like a lot of people like shit on it. It sucks that that's the movie that ended his like career. Yeah, but like I didn't think it was that bad, right? No. Didn't think it Absolutely was not. But yeah, that's literally it, his two biggest movies were uh, were Blade and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. This would spawn two sequels: Blade Two, uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro, which we'll talk about next week, and Blade Trinity, which was directed by the writer of all three of these movies, David S. Goyer, who was uh, produced and written for a lot of superhero movies from the mid '90s to today. He wrote all of. The Nolan Batman movies, uh, oh. Batman versus Superman. So, and mm. I, uh, but he directed the third one of the Blade tr uh, trilogy. And yeah, when we get to that movie, whew, that's a troublesome behind the scenes for that. Let's just say. Seems he, to be a common thing when uh, a non director member of the staff gets put in directing duties for right. a film later in the franchise's history. Right. Also, also, I've heard that Wesley Snipes is not the easiest person to work with, so <laughs> that uh, could have fair. been a thing. Who knows? Uh, this stars Wesley Snipes, of course, as the lead character, uh, 
Steven Dorff, who plays our villain. Deacon Frost. What a name. One of the coolest right? names for a villain. Deacon Frost. Who is savagely different than his comic book counterpart. Uh, so, was, so is Blade, to be honest. Yes. Uh, Chris Christopherson, who plays Whistler. Uh, he is great character. such a great character. Oh. He's so good. Uh, and Bush Wright, who plays Karen. And Donald Log, who plays um, Quinn. And he's been, he does a lot of, he did a lot of TV. Uh, He was in the uh, Gotham television series from a few years ago. He's been in a bunch of, bunch of stuff. He's, I I enjoy the hell out of him and I enjoyed the hell out of him in this movie. He's just so over the top, but it was so much fun to watch him. He's just one of those guys that you see him in everything, but you never know who he is. Right. Like, oh, I remember him from blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, This was, uh, Blade, of course, is based off of a Marvel comic from the 70s. Uh, It was introduced in 1973 by writers Marv Wolfman and uh, artist Gene Colan. I knew it was a comic book. I didn't know it was that old. Yep. But yeah. He was just a side character, Tomb of Dracula number 10. Mm-hmm. So before I, I go around and ask what um, everybody thought of this movie, I just want to talk about Blade a little bit, the um, the original Blade. So originally in the comics, Blade was not a daywalker like he is in this film, but a human who couldn't be turned. Uh, he was bitten by Morbius in the comics. Uh, so Morbius is one of Spider-Man's villains, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, he was so Blade was bitten by Morbius, which is then how he got his powers. Like he like similar to what he has in this film. And yeah, films because Mor- Morbius in the comics is not mm-hmm. a natural vampire, right. a scientifically engineered one. So slightly, mm-hmm. I guess it overrid his like immunity kind of thing, I suppose. I don't know. Right. And we're getting more. We're getting a Morbius movie at some point this year. They keep pushing it back. You know, Jared Leto. Like tenth time. I know. <laughs> Will we get some sort of blade tie in? We are getting a new blade. Uh, Mahershal Ali is set to play Blade in a upcoming film, which has not been announced or talked about much since its initial announcement a couple years ago. But he does have one credit as the character. Mahersh- Mahershal Ali does allegedly. I don't know. Oh, he, he did. He did a voiceover. He, he appeared as his voice in a movie. Uh, oh. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. It's fine. You don't have to talk about it. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't want to if you don't want me to. (laughs) Is this something I've seen? No. Okay, then we'll hold off. I'll talk to you after (laughs) that. Fuck the audience. As long as Parker ain't seen it. Yeah, I don't want to be spoiled. Oh, boy. All right. Well, before I go into trivia and all that stuff, let's go around the room and do, you know, go over what we thought of the film. Angela, take it out. Um, I really liked it. I don't <laughs> know if I'd ever seen Blade. I'm so sorry. Did you not see it growing up? I don't think I ever saw it growing up. So, because I don't remember any of it other than seeing the first time you see Blade. Um, in the beginning. In the beginning, yeah. When you when you first when you yeah. first see him, because I think I've seen I've just seen like memes and stuff. Yeah. With him. Yeah. So none of it looked familiar. Mm-hmm. But I liked it a lot. There was some questionable CG. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I, I gotta <laughs> give this movie a pass. This is 1998. This is a low budget film, uh, lower budget, especially when you're talking about Marvel in the beginning. Because Mar- at this yeah, point yeah. in Marvel's life, this was like not a good time for Marvel. No, Marvel? no, it wasn't a good Marvel. time for Marbles either. People weren't playing with them anymore. No, this yeah, wasn't a great time for Marvel. <laughs> I just smoked my elbow off my desk. <laughs> really? Hurt. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this wasn't a great time for Marvel. 
uh, they were like on the verge of bankruptcy in the in the 90s. Yep. So it was kind of just like they were selling off a lot of their rights. That's why Spider-Man ended yep. up with Sony and X-Men ended up with Fox, which is now back yep. with Disney, um, which, Mar- you know, Marvel is a part of. But yeah, yep. this was this was uh, New Line Cinema purchasing the rights to Blade. Dan, what did you think of Blade? I like it. Um, actually, uh, I enjoy the film. I enjoy the film quite a bit. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Probably not since the early two thousands. The last time I watched this movie, even though I've owned that same Blu Ray three pack you have, you got a Black Friday at Walmart. <laughs> yes, I did. I sure fucking did, yes, sir. Because I was in there. I don't remember what year I bought. I was like, oh, Blade trilogy. I need that. But anyway. Um, <laughs> It's a fun movie. It is an enjoyable movie. I, it doesn't feel like it's two hours long, like you figured it'd be a shorter movie right? by its runtime. Sorry. Okay. I was looking. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, no, no, it's fine. I um, know what you're talking about. You do know what I'm talking about, don't you? Okay. Um, so, uh, no, I, I thought the pacing was great. I, I, I love Wesley Snipes. I cannot think of his character. One of my favorite roles of Wesley Snipes is um, you're talking Demolition about you, Man. You're talking about U.S. Marshals, right? The sequel to The Fugitive? Oh, no, absolutely not. I'm talking about Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone and, and Wesley Snipes. I can't remember his name. It's something Phoenix or Phoenix. And I love that movie. Flight of the Phoenix. Use... Flight of the Phoenix. Yeah. No. The guy doesn't know how to use the three seashells. But anyway. Wait, wait, wait what? I thought we were talking, no, we're about... talking Simon Phoenix. We're talking about Simon Phoenix. Yes, heck? from Demolition oh, Man. Oh, yeah. yeah I love Demolition Man, right? Yeah. Yes, it was yeah, Phoenix yeah. something. Yeah, anyway, there you yeah. go. I just had to make a... But anyway, Rob Schneider <laughs> reference. But anyhow, uh, no, what? Wait, he was in Demolition Man. Yeah, he's. You don't, 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 no, I thought he was in Judge Dredd. He is also in Judge Dredd. <laughs> why, Rob Schneider? I what were you in the nineties? What were you doing? Oh wait, you were doing the shit. <laughs> uh, absolutely, but by today's standards, I will say by today's standards, the CGI is everywhere from subpar to horrible. But it's not. It's not. It's not truly terrible. I I enjoy the movie. The acting's fine. I like Chris Christopherson in it. Mm-hmm. The the Karen lady I could give two flippin' shits about. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. So throwaway. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yep. Um, yeah, it's great. Good movie. Thumbs up. I mean, I guess she does create that serum that ends up, you know, ending the movie to begin with. So I guess she's not totally useless. Yeah, I know, but she but, doesn't stand out for me. Right. Uh, this was a staple for my youth. I watched Blade all the time. I think I would rent Blade every almost every weekend that I would go to my dad's house as a kid. It's just so it's such a fun movie. And God, Steven Dorf is just such a fucking good villain. Like he's so <laughs> he's just yeah. so good. And and uh, Donald, I think I was more a fan of of Deacon Frost and Quinn than I was Blade in this movie because they were just so good. Like you had, you know, Quinn was just that eccentric, like over the top like crony and then you had deacon who was very just stoic and you know he was trying to put this vision out there and overthrow um you know the the pure the pure bloods as as they mentioned in this movie which to be honest it's the first time i ever watched this movie and realized oh shit i completely must have just erased it from my mind all the time that deacon frost wasn't a full wasn't a pure blood vampire he was just like blade in a way he was this, is, it felt, this felt like a, a metaphor, good because uh, this was like what Generation X kind of stuff going on at this time. Yeah, yeah. So like it just felt like this like new generation overthrowing the old generation. And I totally missed all of that. Every <laughs> other time I've watched this movie, never caught on to any of that. <laughs> 
but yeah, this the the like Angela was saying before, the CG, yeah, it's very questionable. But it's 1998. The CG is you know it's still in its infancy, um, and it's a low budget film. CG is not cheap, you know. So when you use CG in in a movie of this age, it's not going to look great, especially when you're comparing it to like Jurassic Park, which had the budget to make the CG look good. Well, I mean, especially um, there was some good practical though. I mean, there was oh, some, the good, some good. Yeah, the practical looked good, but some of those scenes that were like, hmm, uh, that's, oof, that's rough. <laughs> like the, split, like the, the scene where, where Deacon gets split in half and then he yeah, gets like, like reconformed. You're like, ooh, that doesn't even look I like blood, live- man. Like, you know, yeah. like, exactly. And I can tolerate like the vampires like getting like murked, like right. where they turn into powder and skeleton. Like, I was like, OK, I, I can live with that. But some of them just like <laughs> we all know, though. <laughs> true fans of blade their favorite part of this movie is is anytime you see pearl which is just one scene <laughs> oh, yeah. no, pearl, oh my god that scene is just so awesome just just giant like just ginormous 1500 pound mass that just sits there and uh she, she he is the like overseer of the archives mm-hmm and it was so it was, you know, watching for one, I watched the behind the scenes of this. And it was, of course, filmed back in the 90s when this movie was made. And it is one of the worst behind the scenes I've ever watched in my life. It is boring as all hell. No one has any energy. They're all just like, you know, we just uh, we just did this and we did that. Like no fucking tone. I was like, I, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> but the part they talked about Pearl is the whole backstory of like what yes. what he is. He he literally he's the overseer of the archives. Like he is not supposed to go anywhere and that's why he gets so big. And they like literally vamp, like vampires would steal children and, and babies and bring it to him. And that, that was how he would feed. Yep. Such a weird backstory that you don't hear in the movie. It's yeah, just something you'd have to look up. Children are easier targets for him. Cause he can't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. But his screams live in my brain when he's oh, getting right? fried. Right. It's just his voice in general. Yeah. Like, what happened? Absolutely horrifying. So the reason, so uh, J, when David S. Goyer wrote the script for this, uh, there was a bunch of names thrown out there for who would play Blade. LL Cool J was one of them, oh, uh, which I'm glad we didn't get that. We got him in Deep Blue Sea, okay? Well, that's good enough. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was the that's same thing. The last time I remember the movie, I mean, enjoying a movie with LL Cool J was Deep Blue Sea. So I started rapping in we, the middle of the- We had Ice Cube and Anaconda, and we had LL Cool J and Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> All right? Fair, with him, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but... So Wesley Snipes was actually supposed to be Black Panther back in the 90s. They were actually trying to make a Black Panther movie, but they just couldn't. It was going through development hell. They couldn't find a script. And it just got to the point. They're like, we're not doing it anymore. So Wesley Snipes was like, "Okay, well, I'll take this because it's it's based on a comic. It's a badass character, in my opinion. I love Blade. And to be honest, Wesley Snipes is perfect for this role. He just fits this role perfectly. So thank God it wasn't L. Coaching. Uh, the effects team was Canum Creations, which were the effects team behind The Mask, which I know uh, Dan loves that movie a lot. It's one of his favorites. <laughs> we'll have to watch it just for him. Yes, and Son okay, of the Mask, everybody yeah, else's favorite. If we do that, yes. if we do that, we have to watch hundred, If you're going to make me watch that, I'm going to make you guys watch Son of the Mask. 100% I will watch Son of the Mask. Just, just. It's all about the content, Dan. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I just won't like it. It's okay. Fuck. 
There's been <laughs> movies we've talked about in this show I didn't like. Oh, and I, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Are we are we ready to break down this plot? Oh, wait, we didn't even talk about like box office and all that. Forty five yeah, million dollar right. budget and made one hundred thirty one point two million dollars worldwide. It was uh, considered a success. Of course, it, it spawned two sequels. So, of course, it yep. was good enough to to warrant that. And it got positive reception from critics and audiences. So, and I have to agree. It's a, a really fun movie. Um, if you look past like the the bad CG and I thought the, the story was pretty, I, I liked the the whole plot line. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, Deacon yeah. Frost is a good villain. Yep. Um, the whole backstory with Blade and how he becomes what he be, what he is and how Deacon Frost is in a, like a full pure blood vampire is really cool. Um, addition to it where it's like this whole time you're like why does he give a shit he's not even he wasn't even born this way but he was like it doesn't fucking matter you guys don't care I just love yep. his whole yep. reasoning behind doing what he's doing yep. and then there was just that random that random girl that was like his sidekick too the one who was wearing like the right? big, like, who, who are you what's your name I, yeah I don't know what her name was it was it was weird I think she's from the matrix is she no, fuck, I don't know. I just I mean we did get some like we did get some bullet time in this, so we did. We, we, it just looked like a character from the Matrix. That's all I was always going. Oh for. man. Yeah, this was two hours long, which to be honest, when I watched it yesterday, it did not feel that way. Mercury. Mercury was her name. Ooh. Well, no, was... I, no, it didn't. Like it just goes. Like it's got a good pace. It goes. You get action, you get story, you get action, you get story. Like it's I didn't feel like it drug really at all. Other actors that were up or considered for the role blade was denzel washington and lawrence fishburne i just don't i just don't see lawrence fishburne doing that no. i just don't see it and Do you boy, see it perfect casting on whistler chris christopherson oh absolutely a plus a absolutely plus all right let's break down this plot let's laugh a little let's watch some really bad cg and Cringe a little. Yeah. Cringe. <laughs> oh, what's at the last you know what I'm talking about. The CG stuff? No. His mom. Oh, oh yeah. We, <laughs> let's get to that, eh? All right. All the better to get All to the plot. right. Woo. All right. This movie opens in 1967, where a woman is being rushed into the hospital and she's bleeding. Uh she's bleeding from her neck, but she's also bleeding, you know, in other places because she's pregnant and she's in labor. Oh, yeah. And she always sees a lot of flashing like the, the, the cuts. Some of the cuts in this movie are just kind of like, am I watching a Michael Bay movie? Like, what is happening <laughs> right now? I'm just, <laughs> just, 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 like explosions. just late 90s cinematography. Like, what is what is happening? right now? <laughs> but a lot of like flashing back and forth and then a baby's born. And I and then we, I guess, have to figure out the mom died because the, the thing goes off. Right. It beeps. Does the flat line. And then we jump to the future and there's a man and a woman. They're going to a meatpacking plant at an undercover club. Somebody's going to be doing some meatpacking. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to pick out who the hell this guy is. I feel like I've seen this dude before. Doesn't he look familiar? He looks so familiar. Let me look at this cast list real quick. Real quick. I don't want to dive too far into it. I can't even, I, I don't even think he had a name. So like, I don't even know who I'm looking for. All right. Who gives a shit? <laughs> done <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it's a woman this man a woman they're going to a meatpacking plant which then turns into a, a nightclub and so you know everybody's having a good time everybody's getting real close the woman's the women are just stripping they're down to like their bras and shit <laughs> we're like what is what is going on 
until we notice that these sprinklers are above them and they just start spewing blood all over the place everywhere and we figure out this is a nightclub for vampires where they get to dance a little and drink some blood and the woman brings the guy um i'm guessing as an addition to the blood supply Simon, because she just ditches him. Yeah. Like, gets in there and then, like, boop, they split. He's like, all right. And he's like, yeah, doing yeah bro. <laughs> I would just like to point out this whole scene. I, I get the techno vibe they're going for. I yeah. get it, right? That's yeah. fine. Totally wouldn't have been a perfect time to play Raining Blood by Slayer. Just saying, it would have worked. Yeah. But yes. I know anytime there's a nightclub scene in any movie in the 90s, it has to be this thumping. Yeah. Whatever the hell it is. We're just like, yeah. So, everybody's covered in blood and this dude is like i gotta get the fuck out of here so he's trying to get out and everybody's surrounding him and i really like the close-up effects of the vampires as they as he's discovering what they are because they're all like literally there's you can't see any part of their skin other than their teeth and their eyes i think it's a really cool shot yeah every time they would show a different vampire and blade shows up and we get that we we don't get to see him at first we just see his feet and then it shows almost gets to his head and then it cuts away again and then it cuts to him and we get the really good CG of every time he would kill a vampire with his silver, uh, they would they would come literally like burn and just turn into ash. And yep. yeah, the CG is very is not good. <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't look good. It gets yeah. better. It gets better in the uh, the two sequels because uh, CG gets a little bit better, especially when the budget gets a little bit better. Yeah, I was gonna say I figured they had a bigger budget in this, since this yeah. was successful. So. And yeah, Blade just goes ham on all these guys and just tearing it apart. <laughs> Fucking bitches left and right. Uh, we then run into Quinn, who is the second in command to our main antagonist, Deacon Frost. And Blade fucks with him some more. And he's just like, I'm tired of dismembering you. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And he, at that point, hadn't he cut off one arm already at that point? Uh, that he had talked about? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. And he he stakes him to the wall. Oh, yeah. Which I'm then going, he's a vampire. Wouldn't he just combust like every other fucking vampire that gets stabbed with these stakes? But Quinn gets stabbed a lot and he gets in like even when Blade like, you know, uses his sword and cuts one, they combust. But yet Quinn gets his arm chopped off and he just runs away like, ah, I was like, I don't. I feel like I need some explanation of why he survives all these attacks. There is a scene later where he explains to the girl that it almost seems like it needs to be like a mortal hit because she he gives her that one weapon later with, you know, they talk about more later, but he said in the head or in the heart, anywhere else is your ass. That's what he says to her. So some inconsistent killing logic yeah. where you need to shoot slash stab them. But Because I feel, yeah, because there was literally a spot where he takes one of those silver stakes and stabs it into one of them. And it just, they just combust. Yeah. He yeah, stabs Quinn that's with, true. he stabs Quinn with two of them. Mm-hmm. And he's just oh, like, I get the inconsistency. I'm fine. <laughs> I'll walk it off. That's fine. I'm just going to run away. Uh, blade then lights him on fire. <laughs> yes. Let's try fire. Yeah. Tells the, tells the guy who came to the club in the beginning, just like, you probably should go. <laughs> This You're is right. A, this is a good place to be. We then go to the coroner's office where we meet Karen. And she, I don't remember what kind of doctor is she? What kind of like a hematologist, hematologist which is a doctor of blood? Yes. yes okay. sir. They study uh, Quinn's body, which is literally a charred mess. 
and <laughs> you find out that Karen and the other doctor, Curtis, Curtis, Curtis Webb, or we're just going to call him Curtis, used to date because he's talked to her about like trying to get back together. And he's like, nah, or she's like, no, nah, it's never going to happen. It's over. We did it. Yeah, yeah. It's literally something that does not matter. <laughs> like nope. we get this information. Who cares? Yeah. Right. Quinn's body just springs back to life. He immediately attacks Curtis and hops off the table, then jumping on to Karen and biting her. And who were to show up right after this happens, but our boy Blade, he's back again. And we get a nice scuffle between... Back again. Yep. We get a nice scuffle between Blade and Quinn for a little bit as he's throwing his little charred body around. Uh, <laughs> a, a fun fun fact about this. So Donald Long, like a couple years before this movie was made, he had a, a jaw injury where if uh, like he dislocated his jaw in an accident or he fucked up his face. And during the scene, there was the part where Blade pins him up against the wall and he op- like he, you know, does his little vampire growl where he opens his mouth really wide. Well, during that, he dislocated his jaw and they had to send up. They had to rush him to the hospital. And of course, he is looking like a charred like a, a charred yeah. body and they had to send with and it literally they said it cleared the entire hospital like they had to because <laughs> they were so concerned for this person because they didn't know like yeah. holy shit was he in a house fire what the fuck what's wrong yeah. with this man i just thought that was a pretty fun story <laughs> no i had read that too so i'm glad you said that apparently prior to this where they had lit him on fire there was supposed to be a stan lee cameo there allegedly but it was cut yeah, yeah, I read that too. You're supposed to be one of the cops that shows up while he's like, yeah. Shit. yeah. So, yeah, Blade. No, this is where Blade chops off his arm in this scene. He chops it off. Yeah, okay. Quinn jumps out a window. And then, of course, the cops show up and Blade sees that Karen is suffering and she's like, oh, I'll take you. He takes her. He goes up to a window. He looks out. He sees a tarp on another window, on another, on the top of another building and just yeets her. Like, yeah. Just- Right out the window, yeah. and she lands perfectly on that tarp. I was like, "There's no way." Even if that tarp's there, hit she's this. hitting the top of that. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's so good, dude. Yeah. She's like, "What?" <laughs> and then he oh, yeah. and then Blade, of course, does the same. He jumps from the window to that same, uh, same rooftop. <laughs> I just, it, you know, Blade is hide. They're hiding behind the door. They open up this door to go down into the building and this it just shows a close-up of this one dude who's got like a, a some sort of automatic weapon just going and it's a really intense face as he shows like why yeah, do they like, need to show this it's like and an it, ar-15 of some kind like, and it shows the door constantly just getting rattled with freaking bullets yeah it's like okay Cool. Yeah, right. I don't think the police officer, like a pol- police officer, they're not supposed to do that. You can't just fire <laughs> willy nilly, like, because they're doing pistols first. Like, bah, 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 well, the bah, thing bah, was, like, like Blade, the- yeah, Blade never shoots at them in this yeah. scene. He does later, nope. he does shoot at the cops, but he, yeah, well, he, no, he does shoot at them when he's on the rooftop. He does shoot back. Yeah. But before that, they're shooting at him before he even jumps out the window. I know, right? I don't think that's how it works. Um, Blade brings Karen back to his lair and we meet Whistler. He's an old man who helps Blade with his crusade. And boy, is he awesome. He's got this really cool like knee brace on. He's limping around. He's got this 
Chris Christopherson is a very uh, renowned country singer as well. He's not just an actor. He's uh, big in country music, and he was in one of the many versions of A Star is Born. He played the Bradley Cooper character in uh, the, it was in the 70s. I think it had Barbara Streisand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blade, uh, he insists that Karen um, is like, what, what are you doing? Like, she got bit. Like, what are we doing here? Like, if she's if she's too far gone, we got to get rid of her. He injects her with some like garlic shit in her neck to just see some garlic. Yeah, to try to stop the the turn. Mm-hmm. We meet, and then we cut to the High Council. We go into this really you know generic room with this big old you know oval table with all these old men in suits talking yeah. about um, you know how are we going to stop Blade. Because Blade's fucking everything up. But also, they're just bringing to the attention that Deacon Frost is the man behind all these vampire nightclubs. And they're like, we're trying to hide in the shadows and you're bringing us, like, you're bringing all the attention to us. He's like, we've been here longer than everybody. Right? Why what do is, we need to hide? Well, my curious, what is his relation to this group? I know they never really talk about it. I have it, no I idea. I, they he's never mention anything. Yeah, he's just yeah. part of it. He's just part of it. I don't know if he's related to that guy, the uh, the guy, the 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 head of the yeah, table yeah, there. I, I can't remember his name. I just I called remember. him head of the table. Or is go- it Dragonetti or is Dragonetti? Yeah, Dragonetti. Yeah. yeah, he might, and maybe he's in some sort of like if he's related to him. They never mention it. He's just maybe. here. Maybe he was, maybe Dragon Eddie turned him. It could be it. it could have been, I, I don't know. But nice to have that context is what I'm no, saying. Yeah. Because he calls him something else. Or he calls somebody something. I don't know. So yeah, so Deacon f- runs all the clubs. He brings uh, a lot of attention to the vampires. Uh, Frost was once a human, but he was turned. And so everybody's like, why do you give a shit? You're not even pure blood, so you, sh- you shouldn't even have any say in anything we do here. And he's like, well, fuck you. You guys don't care about the kind, you know, vamp, you know, the vampire kind anyways. You just want to hide in the shadows when we've been here for thousands of years. And these were being run by humans who are our food source. Just seems stupid. Uh, Blade visits uh, a herb shop to get a treatment that helps him not become a full blown vampire. I'm guessing that's what it is, right? Is it supposed to like subside? Is it supposed to reduce his thirst for blood or is it more of him preventing him from turning? Like fully, so I think it's to reduce his the urge to feed because because he well Whistler says later he already found him feeding on homeless people so I think he's already like turned turned anyway right so there's no like going back but I think you're right I think it's the thirst mm-hmm. the thirst quencher uh, Karen wakes but, up after all the stuff that happened to her in the lair she discovers Blade's mom's license a meditation station and all of Blade's weapons. He's got a lot of weapons. Yep. Karen watches Whistler give Blade his blood treatment, which is just very intense. Looks painful. Wesley Snipes plays this out really good. Like, yeah, that, he does. The scene is great. He's just strapped to the table. and he's damn veins on his arms. Fucking convulsing. Like, he got some veins. Yeah. Wesley Snipes is a big man. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, Karen's watching in the distance and Whistler and Blade uh, stop her because she tries to run because they notice that she was watching the whole time. And I love watching Whistler try to like he's trying to like circle around to get in front of her. Yeah, right. And he's doing his like epic limp, like get yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And Blade just hops over the fence without even grabbing it. Yep. Just like whoop. 
Whistler explains the uh, to Karen about vampires, and she's like, "What? Vampires don't exist. You're crazy." It's like they're everywhere, man. They're everywhere, man. Like the lizard people, yeah, the aliens. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she recommend yeah. She recommends, or they recommend that she gets a gun because you never know. Uh, she start if she tar- starts turning, use that gun on yourself because yep. you don't want to go through what these vampires go through. So I think his name is Gatano. That's the head of the vampire, Gatano Dr- yeah. Dratini. Is it Dragatini? Dratini. 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 Yeah. The Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Uh, it's Dragon Eddie. Drag Dragon Eddie. What a what a badass name. Right? He is the actor's name is pretty he is the head of the home the house of Arabus? Arebus? Erebus. Erebus. And he's this guy's from Germany that plays Dragon Eddie, so he's gotta have his name oh, is yeah. Udo. Udo Kier, probably. So. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I've seen him in other movies. I gotta see what, what Oh yeah, name. absolutely. Oh, he was in a show I watched recently called Hunters with Al Pacino. Not that that's what I've seen him in before that. Oh, he was in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Was he? Yeah. He played well, Morgan Walker. But yeah. Oh. I've seen him in things. <laughs> he's been around. He's been around. So yeah, so he confronts Frost about his bullshit and sees he's trying to translate an old vampire language that's almost impossible to translate. But yet, Deacon Frost has no Here. issue. Here we are. He's, <laughs> as long as he's got a computer and techno music, he's on it. Yeah. He's sitting there all epic with his headphone, with his, you know, earplugs in. And, you know, he, the Dragon Eddie there, he's trying to talk to him and he's just like all epic looking. And then he takes him out and just explains to him what he's trying to do. He's like, it's impossible. You're never going to be able to translate this text. It's old vampire text. No one's been able to translate it. Well, you're not Deacon Frost, are you? Yeah, don't yell. It's the library, man. Yeah, right. Damn. <laughs> Blade uh, drops off Karen. In a what? 68 Dodge Charger. Oh, God. Such a sexy car. <laughs> Don't need to look it up. It's the taillights. It's the, that's the giveaway. It's the taillights. What year was... Do you know what year the General Lee was? It's either a 69 or a 70. I just love Chargers from the... Nice, by the way. From the late 60s. So Blade... Yeah, Blade drops Karen off. She notices a few people fall... Or she notices a few people going onto the elevator that have, like, matching tattoos. Yeah, like the back of their neck. Yeah, which are kind of like, okay, well, what are the, who are these people? Are they vampires? So they go in, she goes up to her apartment. She thinks that she's, she's initially being followed by these people, but then she turns around and they're not there because Blade gave, was it Blade or Whistler gave her the, um, the garlic uh, spray? Whistler. Whistler gave her the, vampire it's like a vampire mace. mace. It's literally garlic. Isn't there something else in it too? It's garlic. I thought it was silver. Like, and- silver. Gar- in that garlic essence, essence of garlic, of garlic in like yeah. silver flakes or something. Corn flakes. It's corn flakes. I'm sorry. It's corn flakes. You're right. Yeah. That's what they're weak against. You, you know, when you're feeling hungry, you just turn it on yourself, put it in your mouth. <laughs> some <laughs> some corn flakes with a hint of garlic. <laughs> Yum. Oh, Yum. That sounds like something that, that sounds like a product Kellogg's would test in the Asian Ooh, market. Oh God, that's terrible. You ready to try it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Karen gets back to her apartment and me and then a, just a cop's there. Oh, we heard you were kidnapped and where were you? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, eh, I don't I don't trust you, man. Can you like get the hell out? And then he turns on her and starts attacking until Blade shows up and legit just tosses this man around. Yep. Literally like 12 times, just breaking anything to the point where she's like, is all of this necessary? 
which I just thought was great. <laughs> because in Let my head, I was because in my head, I was like, all right, dude, <laughs> let's simmer down. I think we got the point. We find out that the cop is not a vampire, but he is property of Deacon Frost. He's got Deacon Frost's uh, symbol. That's what the tattoos are. It yeah. symbolizes who you belong to in the vampire yeah. community. And you don't fuck with someone else's property. Nope. You don't mow in another guy's lawn. Nope. The cop escapes after Blade discovers that he has been getting blood for a blood bank. He's been literally the cop just goes around and collects blood uh, for a blood bank that we really don't get too much into in this film, even though there were supposed to be scenes that showed the blood bank itself. Like there's supposed to be like bodies and body bags like hanging yeah. upside down that had the blood. You will see it in future installments of this series. But it's cool they planted that seed. Yeah. It's like this uh, this lore that exists that you don't hear every bit of. It's like, hey, this is a thing. It's part yeah. of this universe. Next time. During the making of I watched, David S. Goyer literally was talking about, he's like, we never we didn't make this movie in in hopes a sequel a sequel would be made, but we we implemented things just in case. To kind of set things good up. Idea. So Good. Thought that was good. Well, what the fuck is a shot of the cop and blade driving? Like, it's just the worst fucking car chase I've ever seen in my life. It's like it's that sped up like uh, filming where it's like the, oh, they're going way yeah. faster than they actually are. And it just cuts like close up to blade. Then it cuts close up to the cop. Then it cuts up close fit to the oh, like, uh, and the cop is calling um, Deacon or he's calling Pearl or something about, uh, you know, about blade. It's just a really bad shot. Blade and Karen visit uh, another. Oh, well, it it is a nightclub, but it in reality is where the archives is stored. It's stored downstairs because they run into that cop again. He then tells Blade where the entrance to this uh, archive is, which is in the freezer. At first, he doesn't believe him, and he just punches him a couple more times, and he's like, "No, it's seriously in the fucking freezer. Open it up." Yeah. Yeah, because the, the club's like a front. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And that's when they discover this archive, which is, you know, uh, it's all like these servers in rows and stuff. It's this big thing. <laughs> yeah. But then they run into, oh, we actually, before we get to my favorite character, we then go oh, to, yeah. we go to Deacon Frost's awesome penthouse. He's got oh, a really yeah. epic penthouse. It has like a, this solid door that goes over like the, to, that goes to the outside where like the pool and shit is. Mm-hmm. But that we see that woman. What's her name again? The the woman henchman lady. Yeah, yeah. Mercury. Mercury. We see her, and then we see Deacon. He's still trying to translate that that text, and he's got the bed with that's like fully enclosed, and it like lifts up. And then like some woman gets awful. out, and you're like, "What? What is, what is going on here? This is awesome." And he uh, he translates that really impossible text according to the elder vampires. There, man. Well, they didn't have computers, and I think they got complacent. Yeah, they just like, got ah, lazy. They just never gonna yeah, they didn't out. give a shit. <laughs> they just stopped caring. What, what? What? It's a. It's based on a blood god. Like who? who no, this isn't real, right? Is it? Yeah. Is this? Is this all a stab at um, political figures? How they're generally older people that only tend to care about their problems or not care about anybody else's problems, but they seem to be in charge of everybody else. <laughs> is this a stab at like politics, Could Congress? Be. Mm. Could be. I don't know. Not yeah. trying to get into that. I'm just saying is. Just what seems like. Yeah. The cop comes and tries to plead with Frost, uh, but Frost decides, nah, well, I'm just going to eat you instead. So him and a couple other people just eat him, just suck the blood out of him. <laughs> yeah. And he keeps telling Quinn that he wants Blade alive. And, Blade, and Quinn's like, what? why? 
We've been trying to kill this guy, this guy for years. What the hell? What's the point? But it's because Deacon knows something about Blade and that he needs Blade for whatever his plan is. But he's not going to tell anybody else until the plan comes into fruition. Um, I didn't think it was interesting that I read this. I think this is as good a time as any to put it in. But Quinn, I I read allegedly that his role was not supposed to be anything like it was. Like the actor did such a good job, they just expanded his role. And apparently he ad-libbed a lot of his lines. Mm. From what I've read. He did a really good job. I really enjoy him. Yeah, he was a great character. Uh, We meet the record keeper, Pearl, who we talked about earlier in this episode. Uh, He is, yeah, he's just a massive, just a mass. He's just a giant vampire who is, can't move, can't really do anything, but is the overseer of the archive, and Blade needs something out of him. And Whistler gave him a brand new like lamp that has yeah. light that could instantly like it burns vampires. Yeah, the UV. Yeah. And he gives it to Karen and pretty much says if he moves, use it on him. Yep. And boy, does she fry the hell out of him. Oh yeah. And the screams that comes out of this thing is <laughs> <laughs> just terrifying. Just this high pitched whistling scream. Oh. Dude. Burns in burns in your brain. So this came out in 1998, right? Mm-hmm. When did SpongeBob come out? Uh 99. Was this the inspiration for Pearl? <laughs> SpongeBob? I don't think so. I just I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it is either, but I just Damn it. I'm SpongeBob same name, right? The same name. It's gotta well, be the same name. I was just like, have you seen this? Mr. Crab gets Mr. Krabs gets to eat real food. Have you seen his daughter? She's as big as a whale. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that's the thought that came to mind. Did not think of that the entire time I was watching the movie, but right now, now is the time oh, my brain is had that weird thought. Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Blade and Karen, they break into the archive room, which has got all like these old ancient scribes that are hanging uh, from the yeah. ceiling. And this is where I'm guessing this is where Deacon was in that scene where the Dragon Eddie guy comes in and talks to him. I feel I like it's so, the yeah. same room. But this was the room that Pearl like refused to let like tell them about like what's in this room. And, she's like, and he's like nothing nothing. And that's when Karen just keeps burning. Him. And I love when he comes yeah. over and she's just like he moved. <laughs> yeah. She's not wrong. No. Oh man. What a what a it reminds me. Pearl reminds me of. Uh, it was one of the fine. It was the final boss in God of War two, for PS two. You had to fight the Sisters of Fate, yeah, and the yeah, third and the third Sister of Fate was literally this giant blob of a person that was stuck in like a cylinder, and you and it had a bunch of different arms that it would. I'll have to put a picture up on the show with like a side by side between Pearl and this. I can't remember what it's her name so- was. It's been so long since I beat God of War 2. I'm like, my mind's just like, what is this? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. It, it just reminded me of that character. They break, So yeah, they break into the archive. Frost, yeah. uh, we got a room full of old vampire scribes from the house of Erebus. Blade discovers a little girl who is just, who then proceeds to whoop his ass. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then uh, Quinn's cronies show up. They trap Blade. One of them grabs his sword. It's like, I got his sword. And he's got this little mechanism where if someone who's not Blade grabs it, 
uh, it sends off a thing that shoots off these spikes and it just explodes. This man's hand just explodes. And yeah, yeah. And he's like, at first he's like horrified, but then he's like laughing about it. Yeah, and everybody else is too. Yeah. <laughs> Did I miss something? <laughs> One, yeah, so uh, Quinn gra- uh, stabs Blade with his the silver stake that he used on Quinn earlier in the film. Uh, Whistler then shows up and joins the fight. Uh, Blade and the gang escape to the subway before the archives blow. I didn't even, like, I, it was kind of like a flash that I completely missed that they dropped explosives in the archive. Because it blows up and I was like, wait a second, I gotta, I gotta remind this. Did he drop a bag of it? Yes, he does. He drops a, he leaves a bag of explosives behind causing the archives to blow up. And then we get this really like, this is a, actually a pretty cool scene of Blade and Karen. And like every, like they're trying to run away and Quinn and his cronies are trying to chase after him as the subway cars are going by. And we get the shot of Blade and Quinn fighting. He then chops off other uh, Quinn's other arm and then takes his head and just shoves it into the subway train as, and it's just tearing at his yes. face. Yes. That's <laughs> one then, of the shots I always remember from this movie. Yep. And then Quentin turns and runs away, holding his arm, crying. Really, really cool. And then we get to see where Blade and Karen, like they got um, Mercury and the other cronies are coming up the side and you're just waiting and Karen's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it's because Blade grabs onto the end of the train and whips around. You're like, okay. That man's arm is ripped off. I do like how his arm gets dislocated, though, from it. Yeah. Because they get into the train, and she's like, you don't look so good. And he's like, my, arm, my shoulder dislocated. And yeah. she pops it back in, which he ended up, which I like how it's like a, a, you know, things kind of happen to, you know, you know, Blade does something to somebody, and then it gets returned to him. Yeah. So in the beginning, like, when he first runs into Karen, she dislocates her shoulder, and he's got a pop. He eats her across. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He pops her, he pops her shoulder back in. And then she of course returns the favor, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Whistler explains blades life, uh, history and his own. So blade was mother was born, uh, bitten by a vampire when she was pregnant. So he was born, not a full fledged vampire. He can with, uh, withstand everything that they can't. He just still... He, the only thing is, is he has the hunger. Yeah, yeah. yeah the and, and he ages. He ages yes, normally. Yes, like yes, yes. Where vampires don't age... They age very slowly where Blade ages normal. So he is considered what's a damper. That is yeah. uh, a, 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 va- a human with vampire strengths, but not their weaknesses. And then, uh, yeah, so... What? And then Whistler explains his own life story which is he the reason that he fights is because he had a wife and two daughters or three daughters he had a number of daughters and a vampire attacked him and his family and killed them so he decided to join blade on the crusade to stop all vampires and that's kind of what blades whole thing is he wants to find the vampire that bit his mother Karen, uh, so yeah, Quinn doesn't understand why Deacon keeps wanting Blade alive, but Frost has a plan. He's got a plan. Frost brings uh, Gatano, Drag- uh, Dragonetti, yeah, out to have him a view of the sunrise. And at first, you're going, 
Why is he smoking, but no one else is? Because they don't explain that until they put the helmets on with the shields as the full sun comes out. Boy, did this give me some Indiana Jones vibes at the end of the Raiders of the Lost Ark when everybody just starts combusting. That's what this scene looked like. Oh, I agree. They actually do foreshadow why they don't burn. It's before they get out there. You know, you see their cars and stuff and it's... um frost and then that mercury chick in the car mm-hmm. she's putting stuff on his face so she's putting that sunscreen stuff that they oh. allude to later right and then i thought they, they were just making i thought they were just making out yeah you watch but i want to go back to that because i was oh go sorry that going on there there is actually just surprisingly no nudity though no. that was really weird we and mm-hmm. angel talked about this no nudity no nope. wild but anyway we were talking about this because he talks about using silver to kill these vampires right yeah so we discussed this during the film, like, why is he using silver? That's werewolves, right? Right. Well, I looked up, I was looking into this while we were watching it, and silver is also a classic way of ridding yourself of vampires or harming vampires for multiple different reasons. Um, actually, apparently it roots back to Greek mythology. I can't, I don't know the vampire, not the person specifically that was the origin of vampirism in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. But he had stole something from another god that was silver, so they made them weak to silver and then uh, stole something from, or did something to Apollo, so Apollo made them weak to the light of the sun. So that's where that took from them. But a lot of people, mythologies, Christianity and stuff, believe silver to be a pure metal and werewolves and vampires to be impure beings. Ergo, it would be effective against them. And another reason is because sunlight is generally a weakness of vampires well mirrors which some mythologies they don't have reflections but mirrors in the time back in the day were partially or partially contained or were made of silver so light mirrors reflect light would hurt a vampire so that's where apparently this all came from because i never heard that growing up until i watched this movie Hmm. so that's what i said i was like I have it written down. I was like, since when were vampires hurt by silver? Yeah, I was like, it's oak steaks, dude. And then like, yeah. I looked into it. I was like, okay, this makes sense now. So, trivia. David S. Goyer did his research. Or that it was something that might have been in the Blade comics that, Is that it? late effect Very to it. Popular. So, yeah, Gatano yeah, explodes. He gets exposed to the sunlight and just literally Why explodes. Does he explode? And he melts a little bit first, then blows yes, up. Yes, like, he starts smoking. And then his skin starts to burn, and then he like becomes the like he's getting his soul sucked out of him, and then it just yeah, and then he explodes. You gotta do something, dude. Lots, lots of weird explosions. <laughs> <laughs> and then we and then so with Gatano gone, Frost takes over the council. And he rips his fangs out too. Oh yes, and that's when they're like, "Where's Dragonetti?" And he throws his fangs onto the table. He's like, bitch, shit's gonna run around here different like. Yep. And nobody else does anything. Yeah. Blade brings Whistler a piece of one of the scribes. Uh, Karen has a way to help because uh, uh, cause some really cool vampire kills. She's like, it's not gonna be a cure, but it'll be even be better. And boy, do we get to see the effects of this later. Oh, yeah. And it's fucking cool. <laughs> what did she say it was used for? It was used to treat some kind of ailment in humans. It's that the way he ejects into him. She said it's some compound they use to treat some kind of. I missed it. 
Yeah, she mentions it. I can't remember what she says it is, but of course on vampires, it just everything blows up. Yeah, because their cells are different. <clears throat> yep. We find out Whistler has cancer because he's coughing a lot, mm-hmm. which was uh, just, it, it's kind of just thrown in there, but you really, nothing happens with it. It's like, well, no. he's got cancer. That's why he's coughing. Uh, Whistler believes they didn't stop Karen's turn in time. He thinks that she's just, she's going to fully turn. And she's like, fuck that. I'm going to stop this. And she, yeah, and then she tries to, she's designing a cure for herself. Yeah. A blade goes out and finds Frost with a little girl in the daylight. That's when uh, he explains he's got the sunblock. Yeah. And he's, he, yeah, and he's, he's pretty much, and he goes into this, this cool dialogue about, you know, how vampires have been around for thousands of years and he, you know, he wants them to be the dominant species. You know, humans are, have had it, you know, had it good for too long. We yeah. are, we are more powerful and everybody else is just like, they just had, no one has tried to, you know, take over when it should be super easy for them. Yep. He's just, he's on a power trip. Oh yeah, absolutely. He is. Uh, and I just love how he's using sunblock so he doesn't burn, which is why sun, what sunblock yeah. is used for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this boy says something about your, his mascara yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frost <laughs> wants Blade to join forces with them. He's like, come be with us. Help us, you know, help me figure out this vision and put this vision into fruition. You know, with your powers and my brains, will be, will be unstoppable. Absolutely. And Blade's like, "Fuck that!" All right. <laughs> and then he shoots at him, and this is where we get the Matrix, the bullet time from the Matrix, as the bullet yeah. slow, as you know, Deacon slowly dodges those. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, Frost escapes. He throws the uh, little girl into the street. He, you know, shoots shoots uh, at Frost for a little bit. Then he runs and grabs the little girl right before she's about to get hit by a bus. Yeah. He eventually does the right thing. Yes. Because at first he's like, why do I care? You just consider them cattle. Yep. So I thought that was pretty cool. Karen finds a way to help her from turning, uh, but she's not sure mm-hmm. about Blade because Blade is just too far gone, I think, is the reason yeah, behind it. His process was a little different because he was right. born that way. Right. And uh, it could take away his powers. Yep. yep. Quinn and Frost attack the lair, uh, beating Whistler pretty much to death. Mm-hmm. And then when Blade comes back, you get the... This was a, always a gut punch scene for me, even when I was a mm-hmm. kid, is when he discovers Whistler. Yeah. He's just yep. like dying on the in the chair and he's, you know, explaining everything that he needs to do and to just and then at the end he's like give me a gun give me a gun you son of a bitch <laughs> yeah and then, and, Blade won't shoot him yep and then as blade walks away we hear the gunshot in the back but we don't see it we don't see his dead body so maybe he's not dead <laughs> nothing <laughs> so yeah so blade he so the plan is that Frost is trying to resurrect this blood god. And what was the name? Lamagra. Lamagra. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's a blood god, but it also he wants the powers, you know, the power he's gonna absorb the powers of Lamagra and become the blood god himself. Yes, yes. Blade watches uh there was a tape that was left next to Whistler's body. He watches that and it's Frost telling him uh where he needs to go. And he's got Karen. And Blade preps for battle. You get all of the scene of him just kind of loading up with all of his weapons. And we get a, a did, nice... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Why does he kill the plant? Was there something in it that he takes? He No, he just like holds it up and and then that's it. That's all you see. I wonder if it's like a plant that he uses for something. Like, is it garlic maybe? Or I don't maybe. know. I don't know. Maybe he worships the garlic god. Hey. When you're a vampire, you got to worship some sort of god, right? You know, help you in your endeavors. I just—I thought it was like a metaphorical representation of his mother, because like she was supposedly dead or whatever. Right, right, right. Well, he still thinks. Well, guess what? No no spoilers. She's still dead. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, right? Just some metaphorical reason, I guess. Uh, What a garlic person! I don't know. Fucking no! What do you want from me? Frost, Frost, and Karen have a nice little chit chat where. Karen explains to Frost about the cure and it, it, you know, for someone who has been bitten in their, they weren't born a vampire. It will, it might help him turn back. And he's like, why would I want to turn back? Right. Fuck that you're just you're stupid. You're stupid lady. Stupid. Stupido idiotas. Frost explains that the blood God is coming and blades. Blood is the key as he oh, is, as he, his daywalker. Meaning, mm-hmm. because of his powers, it's going to transform transfer his powers over to Frost, be, making him unstoppable. Literally. I guess. Uh, Blades come, Blade comes in guns blazing. He comes in on his motorcycle. You can hear it. You can hear it in different directions. Everybody's trying to figure out. You got those really generic goons that are all wearing black with, like, the sunglasses walking around with the oh, guns. Yeah. And, yeah. But you can hear the mo- you can hear the the engines in all different directions. Like, where is he coming from? Where is he? Coming? And then he just smashes through a window and just takes a yeah. dude out. It was a great. It's a great entrance. Uh, he t- he fights to after he literally mows down all these first the all the goons he sees in the beginning. He runs into these two like ninja b- vampires that are doing crazy moves on him, and he, you know he gets a little bit of a fight in there, and then he jabs them both with the things that cr- the uh, serum that Karen created and we get the really cool effect of their heads start to fill up and expand and then they just explode. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's great. And I love the screaming where they're screaming. And then as they start to like swell up even more there, it's just more high pitched until yeah, it blows. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so fun. Tea kettle. Yep. Blade discovers that his mom is still alive. Dun, dun, dun. Because guess what? She was bitten by a vampire. She didn't die. She died, but she became one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And boy, do we get this fucking. Oh, wait, that's not till later. I won't. I won't talk about that yet. So, yeah, she's still alive. She was turned. She was turned the night he was born. And Frost was the one who bit her. Oh, my God. Well. Was I got a question mm-hmm. now? I asked Angela, and I don't know when Frost. When we see Frost in his apartment for the first time, and the, the little fancy casket bed comes out. Is that who comes out of the bed? No, entirely different actress. The you talking about the scene where he's doing the translating? 
on the computer. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a completely different woman. Oh, is it? Lo- it looked nothing like her. Oh, the woman who played uh, Blade's mom, which I, I I couldn't think of her name right now. I but, I didn't really pay much attention to her at the beginning of the film. I was like, yeah. oh, she's dying, and I was like, okay. But yeah, I didn't. Uh, she, yeah, she looked nothing. Her name is Sinai Lathan. But she, yeah, she looked nothing like the woman who came out of the bed. Okay. She, oh, she was the main character in Alien vs. Predator. I knew oh. I recognized her from somewhere. Yeah. That seals it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Where in the fuck am I? Uh, Blade needs to serum because he is just tweaking out, man. He is tweaking. Oh, yeah. He's got that thirst. He's thirsty. He's thirsty. He's, he needs some drink. <laughs> You need some power thirst. You've tried the worst. Now try the thirst. Quencher. <laughs> That's what you That's what I was talking about. Oh, man. Yeah, he's, uh, Blade is also willing to take Karen's cure, uh, but she explains that it might make him straight up human. Like he won't have any of his powers anymore. He's just going to be a basic bitch. Yeah, he will. Blade and Karen are brought to a vampire temple, which is pretty cool. I like the design of it. It's pretty cool. Frost explains why they're there. Blade is thirsty, and Deacon fucks with Blade's sword. And, and at first, I'm like, why is he able to hoard, hold the sword? And then he's like, and then he explains it. He goes, I've, you see, I do pay attention. I know everything about you, Blade. And you're like, ah, okay. That's why the sword never goes off, because he, he fucks with the little mechanism so the, yeah, the yeah. little spikes don't come out. He, he then, you see, he, Frost fucks with Quinn. He's like, put your arm out. I'm to, I was gonna test it. He's like, nah, fuck it with you. Just give some. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. I, I, that's. I think that's why I love Deacon Frost because he's not straight serious the whole time. Like he literally, yeah, like yeah. we're in this really serious moment where he is about to become a god, and he's just fucking with Quinn. He's like, nah, nah, I was fucking yeah. with you. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so full of himself, man. Uh, he then he tosses the the serum, the head blowing up serum. Because he thinks yeah. it's something else, he doesn't actually yeah, know think, what it is. Yeah, he thinks it's it's blades, like you know, thirst quencher. Yeah, <laughs> and a quencher. Gatorade. <laughs> Gatorade. Blue, it's blue Gatorade. It is. Cool blues. Cool blue Gatorade. Karen gets tossed in a hole and runs into her old boyfriend, Ooh. who Quinn killed earlier. Is he a zombie now? Is he a weird vampire? What the fuck is he? Okay, well, this is another thing we talked about. Because it's another thing we talked about. Because in vampire lore, a vampire can, you know, it can just straight up kill a person. They can turn them into vampires. Yeah. Or they can turn them into ghouls, which are what they explains this guy to be. How they're they're supposed to be more mindless than he was, but they don't eat anything. Human vampire doesn't care. They just eat stuff mm-hmm. like a zombie. Gotcha. So that's what. Yeah. yeah. Cool that they brought that part of the mythos in, since they pretty much done about everything else. Yeah. Right. Uh, also, why does he have a British accent now? Did you uh, did you uh, like listen closely? He spoke yeah. like he sounded British. Because like I'm like, was he British before? No, he was not. Why was he? Why was he talking at all? Like they're char- they're churching him up. Like before they get there, it's like, yeah, he's just mindless and they eat, and he's sitting there talking to him. So I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is he? He's like, Karen, Karen, and I was like, why are you talking like this? This is weird. Karen beats his ass and escapes the hole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blade. <laughs> She kicks the shit out of him. She oh, does. God, yes. He literally is just like, please stop. I don't fuck. <laughs> Karen, come back. <laughs> Blade is the sacrifice for this ritual. 
And his mom is the one who brings him and puts him in the contraption. And what the fuck is happening in the scene? She is getting really close. Like she's like, it looks like she's about to make out with her own son. I I was waiting for it. I'm like, she's gonna like just like her lips were touching his lips as she's talking to him. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? This is getting very, very Arkansas. a very intimate moment. What is going on? <laughs> or, or Alberta for our Canada fans. Between, between fucking mother and son. It's so weird. And it was weird. I was like, what the fuck? you like, lady, oh. can you back up? Yeah. So, yeah, she's a full blown, she's a full blown vampire and she doesn't give a fuck about her son anymore. She's all about that vamp life. That vamp life. She wants that vamp D. She don't care who's got it. Mm. So incest is best cest, I guess. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh no, no, no. We don't endorse yeah, that, is. ladies and gentlemen. No <laughs> endorsing of that. No, we're keeping it in. We're just going to endorse oh, that that is not okay. <laughs> uh, time to drain blade. And this is a really cool like drainage system. Like when the blade's yeah. coming out and it's like funneling through the, the temple. I, it's really like, cool design. Oh, it cuts into his wrists and stuff. Yeah. And thing. That's yeah. pretty neat. Karen, That's dis- pretty neat. Karen discovers Blade in the contraption. And we go to, we f- see Mercury. Uh, she goes slicey slicey on one of the console, uh, the console vampires with Blade sword. She just choppy yeah. choppies. She talk, he talks shit or something. She's just boop. Yep. Yep. She just chops his ass up and then kicks the sword into like one of the pillars. That's yeah. what ends up killing him. Mm-hmm. Quinn is just fucking great because he literally says that I'm gonna be a naughty blood god. That is legit yeah. a line yeah. that he says. Yeah, because him and Deacon are talking about like what's like, gonna be happening. It's just like, what the fuck? Why did I ever bring you on? You fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Karen has Blade. She he convinces Blade to drink from her to regain his strength. And boy, is is this a sex scene without it being a sex scene? Yes, Jesus. What the hell? Right? <laughs> Don't stop. Don't stop. And you're like, what is holy <laughs> shit? It's gonna be a lot shorter with a lot less verbiage, people. <laughs> well, the, the longest time when I would watch this movie, because I never, you know, when you're a kid, even in probably until a couple years ago, I didn't watch movies with subtitles. I just didn't do it. So no, I no. always thought she was begging him to stop. Same. But in the subtitle, she says, don't stop. She continues to tell him, don't stop. And it's like, oh, okay. So this isn't like some vampire rape scene. I'm just, I just wanted to make sure that's not what that was. It was just a really weird non-sex sex scene. Yeah, much. Yeah. Yep, that was the thing that happened in this movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we've talked about it too long. Uh, blood rains down. <laughs> You guys want to talk about the incest some more? Or is that no, better? Least we'll move I on. Just, Let's move I on. Just, yeah, this whole section just yeah. go. Mm. Blood rains down on the pure bloods as Blade goes ham on Karen. She tells him, don't stop. This feels like a sex scene. I thought oh, I got God. to this point. Why did I read it again? They're still at it. It goes on for so long. I know. Like, why? Just 
<laughs> like they cut back to it like three times. I like, get it, but leave it. Leave it. Leave it alone. Put the dick down, oh, please. I'm fucking crying now. I can't see shit. <laughs> A big glob of blood slams on Frost's forehead, and Blade and his mom fight. It's not a very good fight. Uh, and he does he stab her with a bone? I'm so confused. Yeah. Yeah. He literally why, gives her the bone. Why does that he kill her though? Mom. Oh, <laughs> oh. No. Welcome to the bone throne, mom. No. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus! I don't know if that was on purpose. We'll go with that scene. But I, they could have used anything else with a bone. Why uh, was it like a piece of rebar? No, why does she die? Bone? From a bone, I guess impale any. I, I don't. Does it because he know. impales her in the heart? I'm very confused. I was confused because when she disintegrates, it's a bone. I'm like, what? I, I need I need someone to explain this to me, but we don't get uh, that. So cool. No. Oh boy. Uh, Blade stabs his mom <laughs> as demons fly out of the sacrificed vampires. <laughs> that was a weird thing where they all come out of their yeah. mouths. That was that was extra. Uh, well, you get the yeah. is it the electricity hits them first, right? The uh, yeah, it's like the electricity yes. comes through and it hits all of them because the blood. Yeah, they get a yeah. drop of blood yeah. on their forehead. The electricity hits the blood and then it releases these flying demons that yeah, fly around. Like, like yeah, they literally like, come out of their mouth. It kind of reminds me of Scooby Doo. You remember the live action Scooby Doo movie? The like demon things that they come out of their mouths. Yeah, kind of like that. I fortunately have not seen that. Oh, we're gonna. Oh, fuck yeah, Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo too. I am he, so he's pumped. Going on with the the Matthew Lillard's in it, man. He plays Shaggy. I, fuck yeah. I was I was playing it cool. I was trying to be nice about it. He's the <laughs> motherfucker that brought it up. So listen, James Gunn wrote them fucking movies, man. I don't give a shit. <laughs> give two shits about him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Yes, but I think it's like their vampire spirit. It's supposed to be like their pure blood vampire uh, spirit. Okay. Allegedly, I don't know. That was just some opinion. weird thing, part of the ritual. I don't know. Well, I mean, might, might as well. At the end of this whole fucking end of this movie, has been weird as shit with some of the scenes they've done. So yeah, Blade finally shows up, gets his sword and shit, and starts fighting. And Quinn literally lasts about three seconds. You're like, wow, he kept oh, him alive yeah. for all of that to it be the most anticlimactic fight I've ever seen. He just Why literally crossed him earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Blade epically regains his shades because he, he literally cuts Quinn's head off. The glasses fly in the air and he yeah. catches him and then he puts him back on and he's fucking back, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah, he just goes ham on all these vampires with some really bumping music as oh, it's yeah, happening. Yeah. Uh, Karen and the crazy vampire girl, Mercury, fight until Karen sprays her in the mouth with the garlic spray, causing her head to explode. Uh, yeah. Karen, oh, yeah. her and Karen have a fight, and Karen sprays her in the mouth with yes, the spray with the mace. With the mace, and her head explodes. Is that why there's no vampires in Italy? Right, garlic. Oh yeah, pasta. Man, I wouldn't have to ever worry about vampires. <laughs> I eat so much garlic; it's unreal. Oh god, it'd be fantastic. Love garlic. What if they're like reverse vampires where they sustain themselves off garlic? Then you'd have to be worried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, did, did you guys like the scene where Blade and a random goon were were just doing kicks and they weren't hitting each other? They were just doing like roundhouse yeah. kicks, yeah. but they were like fucking three feet away from each other. Just uh, yeah. Uh, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like somebody laid a kick. Pad this out. Do some cool shit. Like, all right. <laughs> 
Oh, Frost and Blade get into a sword fight, which is actually a pretty cool sword fight. You get like a really oh, cool, is. like classic, and then it's like super fucking fast, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, where's, it, good- where's, pretty, where's Frost get his sword? I don't know. Ah, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, they, and then by the end of the fight, Blade chops off Frost's arm. Which then you get the really cool, like, bad CG effect of it flying through the air and then disintegrating. And then Blade chops him in half. But as he turns around, you see that blood connects back into each other and Frost's body becomes back into one. And it's just Blade turns around and mouths, what the fuck? Yeah. It was so weird. I was like, I wish he just said it instead of mouthing it. Yeah, it seemed way, like... Like super forced. Like, yeah, come on. they fight until Blade finds the serums that hurt the vamps and his cool sword. He throws it up, and he's like, oh, you missed him. But then the mechanism goes off, exploiting the rocks that's holding the serum. It drops. He gets him. He then he's up behind his back. Yes, he does the cool stance. He's like, I don't see how those are going to help you right now, man. Yeah, he. He literally just starts chucking him into frost. Yep. And the first just frost freaking knocks it away, but then he just freaking forces them all and he it just it pans over to frost and he's just got like eight of them in his chest. But there's yep. one more. And where is he gonna stick it? He fucking puts it right in his forehead. <laughs> yeah. And then frost yeah. bloats up. And you love how the 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 detail I appreciate it because he got one in the leg, but not in one leg, but not the other. So when he bloats up real big, one leg yep. still stays normal yeah, yeah. I, I pointed that i was like yeah. that leg's normal yeah <laughs> and then he just bl- and then he blows up he explodes yes, don't he, eat that he, many what's happening what's ha- uh, what's yeah. gonna happen am i gonna explode yeah. no it'll go straight to your thighs <laughs> and then you'll explode <laughs> two spongebob references in this episode <laughs> oh boy we love that pine- that sponge losing a pineapple under the sea damn right uh blade somehow doesn't get hit by all the blood that explodes once deacon Every time. He Every literally time. covers his head like this, but nothing hits him. All right. Does he ever get blood on him in this entire movie? Outside no. of like from him? No. Like getting like punched and stuff? Nope. Like, I don't think so. He's just that damn good, dude. And Blade decides he doesn't want to be cured. He's got a lot of work to do. Uh, he, he There's a lot more vampires out there to stop. So he's going to continue doing his work. But he tells Karen to create a better serum. Uh, I'm guessing for people who get bit so they don't get turned i'm guessing and probably for him too so he doesn't yeah have- oh yeah so he does the thirst uh, to control his thirst issue yeah gator because he's thirsty he thirsty. uh blade then goes vamp hunting in russia and that's yeah that's where the movie ends that's right mm-hmm Go. we get some really cool music at the end of uh you know from the 90s Absolutely. Uh, Frost at the end of the movie, he was supposed to turn into a gelatinous mass until test audiences hated it. So when he becomes like that blood god, he is was supposed to become like this really large, just blood looking thing. And then like he would his face would come out of it as he would talk to Blade and stuff. And the whole original ending was Blade throws the serums in, which then cause um frost to become normal again so he doesn't die from them and blade stabs him with his sword and then he disintegrates 
like a regular bitch ass vampire. That was okay, the I, that was the original I, ending, and test audiences hated it, so they changed it to what it is in what you see in the film. I, I would like to throw something out here. I just looked at this because I was I remembered it because we mentioned it a couple times during this movie. Yeah, we made Matrix references. Mm-hmm. This came out a year before the Matrix. Yeah, so so Blade did bullet time before. So Matrix took bullet time from yeah. Blade. Yep, exactly. Blade just starting it all, man. Not, oh, get, not getting the respect it deserves, all right? Absolutely. You want to talk about fucking Iron Man starting the Marvel Universe? No, fucking Blade, baby. 1998. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Blade, everybody. Woo! Tasty morsel. What a fucking movie. So fun. It's a fun movie to watch. It is a fun movie to watch. What do you think, dear? Uh, can we talk about the the fight where um, Blade pulls the one guy's throat out and throws it at the other? Uh... Yeah. Rips his throat on, like, throws it at some other motherfucker. <laughs> I missed that. What? Yeah, yeah, it's it's at the ending. It's during the final oh, fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, miss, I do have I a qualm. Right. I do have a qualm, a complaint, if you will. All right. Outside of certain scenes where they showcase it, mm-hmm. the vampires don't really seem that great, like powerful. No, no, they're not. Like they don't seem like at all. Like, is there? They're talking about, oh, he's got their strength and stuff like that, you know, and then like there's a few scenes where they show it off, like at the end of the movie, where he's a badass and fight all those guys or jumps the fence without touching the fence or whatever. But then like you see like the pure blood vampire, these old ass dudes, which you figure would be powerful because they're oh, pure yeah. blood vampires. He just gets taken over by these bunches of little Yo, what's the snipes dudes and fucking suits and Yeah. Well, Blade is probably the fucking strongest person in this movie. And he's not even a yeah. full blown vampire. Yeah, and they don't like. I just don't feel like they showcase the strength no, of the vampires no. that well in this film. But just uh, not shit on the movie. That's just something I noticed in this watch. Listen, that's it. That's Blade, everybody. Next week, we're talking about the sequel to this movie. The uh, I what year did uh, Blade Two come out? I gotta, I gotta hey, look it up. We're, real we're, quick. we're, we're watching Dracula Two Thousand. Oh okay. <laughs> I'm just like okay. I'm just like, Gerard Butler, woo! Is that that was no, Gerard just, Butler, right? I that movie. No fuck with it, dude. I just remember it coming out and not watching it. Next week we're talking about the 2002 sequel to this film, Blade Two, which uh, last week's episode we talked about sequels, good sequels. Blade Two, a good sequel. Very. Good it sequel. is a very good sequel. Directed I by Guillermo del Toro, so well, and it has to be. It yeah. has to be. Mm-hmm. I actually, I actually have more fond memories of the second Blade than I do the original. Yeah, I have fond memories of them all because I enjoy the hell out of all of them. I, I just don't remember three. I just can't oh. remember. I know I've seen you it. Will when you see remember. Ryan Reynolds' beautiful face, and you're like, God damn, oh, Ryan Reynolds. You know the thing that always stands out for me from the second one, outside of one thing that always stands out. Is uh, that one line of dialogue? Is you fucking nipple head. And this way, <laughs> when you watch, you watch it, dear, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. It's great. All I know is Ron Perlman's in it. This is pre. This is well. This is well, this is pre Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, I understand. That's uh, probably and, why he got the gig. Fucking Norman Reedus is in this from Bo- Boondock Saints and Walking Dead. So uh, hold on. Before, speaking of that, Donnie Yen okay. is in this movie. What? Do you know Donnie Yen? He was in Rogue One. He was the blind, the blind oh, guy. Really? Yeah. He's oh, in Blade shit. 2, bro. That's crazy. Dude, I was gonna say, when it comes to Norman uh Reedus. Uh, Reedus. Reedus, like as blank. Norman Reedus, yes. We actually watched Boondock Saints first prior to Walking Dead. So we're one of the oh, cool people. Boondock that Saints. We oh, we're doing 
I can't wait to talk about Boondock Saints and Boondock Saints 2. <clears throat> Never seen the second one, but I did like the first one a lot. I... I don't want to go. I don't want to make this episode longer than it has to be. All, <laughs> All right, everybody. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on the video or and the channel. Uh, we're at we're over 200 subs now, baby. And we're in we're getting look. closer and closer to 300. Oh boy, I'm so proud of us. And we're almost to a thousand downloads. We're almost to a thousand downloads of really? this show since the beginning. Yes, that's great. Very good. Very good. Uh, thank you, people. Yes, thank, thank you. you, everybody. We have merch. We have merch. I'm going to put the link in the description on the YouTube video and, uh, you know, wherever you listen to the podcast, there's links usually in the description. You can click on that link and go buy some merch. It's all basic stuff, but it's there for you all to to get sweatshirts, shirts, hats, stuff like that. Fanny packs. Fanny packs. Well, someday. Nice. Someday uh, we'll, we'll get those. Oh, we can't wait till our stuff gets comes in. Oh, me too. I'm so excited. Oh, oh, almost forgot. Go watch Jurassic Park three. Yes. Always got to get. Up. We got to get it up to twenty thousand views. Absolutely, we do. So yeah. So next week, Blade two. I'm uh, excited. And of course, don't forget we are releasing uh, older episodes in their video forms for the first time every Monday. Uh, the last one wasn't on Monday, but we've we're up to Godzilla versus Kong. As as of this recording, or as you when when you all see this, Godzilla versus Kong's uh, video will be up. So that means that means the the week after we're gonna get into the Jaws series. Ooh, that's gonna be saucy. So that's gonna be fun. I'm not excited about the Jaws video because I hate that episode. Yeah, but the rest of them are fucking perfect. Fucking. Perfect. So make sure to check all those things out. Make sure to check out DNA Gaming over on Twitch, Twitter, and uh, oh. other places, I guess. <laughs> uh, I am Parker Dissects on Twitter, Ooh, Instagram, uh, Twitch, TikTok. I don't fucking know. All the links are in the description if, uh, you know, if need be. So you can click on those. Go drop us some follows comment or send us some dms if you want about how much you love the show yeah dna underscore gaming one on twitch Mm. dna gaming underscore one on twitter there you go there it is i was yawning stretching i'm sorry i couldn't help it it's okay it's been a long day so yeah until next time i am brett parker that is dan and angela from dna gaming we are dissect that film and this has been episode 39 of the dissect that film podcast We'll see y'all next time. Bye. Oopsies.